Hello and welcome to your double dose of Dabria season three episode 10. I'm your host Dabria Karapita Parker. So we are diving into more of the healing of the heart. Last episode I shared just quite simply and honestly where I've been at you know spiritually and emotionally the healing that my heart has been doing I've been taking a inner healing course through our church and it has been eye-opening it has been very good this year I feel like God is calling me into a greater intimacy and also we are tackling some past traumas and wounds and places that feel like they've been broken. But in fact, you know, through Christ, we are made whole, we are made new, but our limbic system is still keeping track and keeping records since our birth of the things that we've been through, those experiences, those hurts. And so I've just been coming into a greater place of understanding of that and healing. There's been a lot of crying, a lot of grace. I'm so thankful to have a husband who has been so supportive and gentle with me as I've been going through this process. And in return, I too am giving grace as we are experiencing what it's like to be in a healthy marriage. And that is hard work. It is a blessing, but it is hard work. I have never been more deeply blessed and challenged in a relationship. And it is a good thing. Now, a question that I have been contemplating uh, this past week is, what does it look like to actually rest and enjoy after so long of being in survival mode? Now, another way to put this would be, what does it look like to live and walk in the fruit that you prayed for for so long? Now, I have always been a sentimental person. I've always been very nostalgic. I've always really liked, you know, doing things to mark the passing of time, to bring chapters to a close. I'm a big fan of closure. Sometimes you get it in life. Sometimes you have to create it for yourself. And it has been cool as I've been going through this deep inner healing that the Holy Spirit can be invited into a moment or a memory and literally in a heartbeat. It can bring a fresh perspective. It can bring healing, can bring grace, bring grace. It's so cool because the Holy Spirit can do in a moment what it would take traditional therapy months or even years to accomplish. Because once you bring in the supernatural, right, we're no longer limited by the natural bounds of this world. And I think that is so cool. And it really presents some exciting opportunities. And so I think for so long, I felt a little bit badly that I was so um, nostalgic, sentimental, and intentional with doing things to make new memories or doing things to mark the closing of a chapter and to move forward into a new season. And something interesting that I have now learned through the inner healing course that my husband and I are taking is that in the past, there have been a lot of people who have had very little success in changing self-destructive behavior um, because we've tried to change it through our heads using logic and information. But it's actually our limbic system, which is our heart, that causes us to do the very things we don't want to do because it's our survival brain. Our survival brain makes decisions in moments for us to survive. And we needed that in that moment, but sometimes we still cling to those old survival methods because our heart hasn't been healed yet. It still thinks that we need to respond that way. And our survival brain actually doesn't respond well to words it actually responds to experiences. And it's really cool that science is now 
we're seeing it align with New Testament transformation. It's a really cool thing to actually delve into the science behind this. And if you are intrigued by this, I would highly recommend uh, looking at like Dr. Carolyn Leaf and her work. There are a lot of other people who have really delved into this and it's really cool. I'm not going to go too much into it, but if you're interested, I'd highly recommend starting with Dr. Carolyn Leaf. So changing the unconscious beliefs in our heart, which are actually what drive our self-destructive behaviors, it can begin, well, it usually begins with a spiritual awakening, such as being born again. But sometimes what happens is those beliefs that drive those behaviors are actually subconscious and are almost impossible to see or to change with our own effort. Jesus is all about heart change. And so in uh, the scripture, it says that Paul um, says that with our hearts, we believe and what we believe results in how we act. So in other words, if you want to change your behavior, you have to change your beliefs which reside in your heart. And so all of this has led me to making peace with the fact that I enjoy doing things behaviorally that mark change. It's just cool uh, to know that that is it has been an inner desire that I have walked in for a long time that I like to actually do behavioral things to mark a change. And there's science that aligns with it. So there, that is a whole other topic and just really cool information I wanted to share. And if you are interested, there are so many avenues that you can look into. Um, you can do cleansing stream. There is the Genesis process. There is information from Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And I would highly recommend if that intrigues you in the slightest to look into those avenues because inner healing is the heart and Jesus cares so much about your heart. So once again, kind of circling back to the start of what I was saying, uh, you know, what does it look like to live and walk in the fruit that you prayed for for so long? You know, in this season of my life, I'm doing a lot of inner healing, a lot of rewiring, a lot of uh, just deep heart work, but I'm also living in a lot of fruit and in a season that, you know, even as a little girl, I prayed for, there were dreams that I had in my heart. I remember as uh, late in my teen years um, and early twenties, I really wanted my own space. I wanted to live, you know, just outside of a city on an acreage. And here we are. We, my husband and I had the opportunity to rent an acreage and we're living here and I get to wake up and watch the sunrise from all the windows as it, you know, crests over the fields and it is beautiful. And you have to stop and, and be aware that you're actually walking out some of those dreams that you had and to be aware of that so that you can be grateful in that and with that awareness just comes even greater depth and intimacy with the Holy Spirit I'm discovering. I think that also there are so many times where we just unconsciously fall back or even we're aware we are doing it where we fall back into old patterns or ways of thinking. Now again you do have to address that the limbic system and the heart but I'm saying that when you have received healing and there is there was redemption happening and the Holy Spirit has gone to that moment and you're in that place of healing, you can still find yourself slipping back into those old patterns and ways of thinking. And you have to be intentional to guard your hearts and your minds and to continually, you know, uh, transform your mind, renew it by reading the word. And it is a process. And I'm just here to talk about it to hopefully keep us aware of it. 
I had a dream the other night that involved someone that had been huge in my life at one time for a number of seasons. And it's really cool because I've started dreaming again and God can actually speak to you through dreams. And that's a whole other topic and it's really exciting. But in this dream, someone whom I had loved uh, and been hurt by and have worked very hard to heal from in the time since was in it. And it was a very simple dream, a little blurry and far away. And yet the feelings were very clear in this dream. Nothing of consequence was said, but rather it was felt. It was a gentle release and I woke up feeling at peace. There was actually a smile on my face. And it made me realize that for so long, that experience has influenced my life, my views, my past, my narrative. And having this dream doesn't negate any of those facts and it doesn't make it any less a part of my story. And I'm very open about my story. However, it made me realize that I've done a lot of hard heart work to be okay again. To not only be okay again, but to create new limbic memories, to learn to breathe, to rest in gratitude, to slowly allow love back in. Now, I'm not at the end of this. As you heard in the last episode I recorded, you know, healing is not linear. And just when you feel like maybe you've gotten to a place of, you know, I'm good to go, you actually realize that there are greater depths that you can achieve. And the cool thing is, is the deeper you go into healing, and then the more that you're sharing your story, your story is meant to bring hope to others. You know, we love to hear from people who have gone through hard things, who have overcome challenges, because we see something in them that makes us feel like. Maybe we can do that. It gives us hope. And God wants to give us so much hope. And that is just inspiring to me as I'm going through my healing process. And so in this uh, healing process, it's not linear. I'm very thankful to have patient people in my life. They've created a very safe place for me to deal with triggers as they pop up. They've made me feel very loved, even when those belief systems that are lies tells me that I'm hard to love. And these people have walked, walked alongside me in the healing process, whether it's been my family, whether it's been friends, whether it's been my husband. But it is such a wild and awe-inspiring feeling to genuinely feel like you are at peace with what has been and you have entered into a fresh season. My past feels more like an evolving testimony that I get to share instead of a constant and pressing influence on the present. (sighs) Deep breath. I'm going to say that again because this is big. My past currently feels more like an evolving testimony that I get to share instead of a constant and pressing influence on the present. If you have been a part of this podcast journey since the start, or even if you go back to the OG back when I had uh, my afternoon show, your daily dose of Dabria, and I shared what was happening in my life, like day to day, week to week, and going through a lot of life changes and experiences. And as you know, I did not shy away from sharing my experience coming out of an abusive marriage and all of that. You know that This has influenced my life. Of course, it 
can't help but influence my life. It can't help but have affected me. There are things that I did to survive, to cope. You know, now we're getting into that place of healing and I've been very intentional to walk in obedience, to do the hard things that it takes to be self-aware, to let the Holy Spirit in, to um, surrender. It has been a process. But to now sit here and say that, you know, my past does not feel like the most pressing influence on me. Rather, the Holy Spirit feels like the most pressing influence in my heart, in my life, on my mind, is such a beautiful thing. I have felt a hunger like never before to enter into an even greater intimacy. And my past is a story and it is a testimony. And I felt very clearly after some of the wildest of those experiences went down that God told me this is going to be your testimony. So be careful of your actions. Be wise because I would be sharing it. And it has been so cool to see the way that God has used my story and will continue to use it. And I'm working on some very exciting things in regard to that. But it is really exciting. And I hope that it gives you hope that even if you've gone through something that you felt like you wouldn't even survive, that you have had your life fall apart, the very foundation shattered. I know for me, I felt like, wow, I have a God. People disappoint, people fail, but I have God. That is my one firm foundation. And as time has gone past, I've seen that, you know, my church stepped up, my my family stepped in, people showed up. God has been redeeming that. But even if you have gone through something that feels like it has completely broken you, there is so much hope. I genuinely, at one point, a few years ago, could not have imagined sitting in a season where I still didn't feel stained by those experiences. I felt like I would always revert back to how that experience shaped me. And in the past few months, I've actually come to this place of gratitude because what the enemy meant for evil, what the enemy meant to steal, kill, and destroy with, instead, God has redeemed like never before. He has given me new hope. He has colored my life with beauty and with grace. And I can be thankful now that because I've partnered with God in doing the hard work and to continuing this healing process, that now this story is a testimony of God's faithfulness. And in the past few years, God has asked me to do some very hard things, to take some wild steps of faith. And I've done it. And I've been obedient. And I've partnered with him. And now I get to sit here and say, it's not over. It's not done yet. But I'm seeing that fruit. And so it is worth it to stick through. It is worth it to do the hard things, to ask the Holy Spirit to give you strength to do the things that you cannot do on your own. And that is the biggest thing. In all of this, I had limited strength and ability I brought to the table. I had limited uh, resources that I could give. And I just had to say, God, I give you all of it. I got nothing. What little I have is yours. I'm your child. You're going to take care of me. You are going to be my well of provision. 
God, I need you because on my own, I can't do this. And to have that mindset all the time, because it is never us, right? We do these things through Christ, right? Uh, (laughs) I can do all things through Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. To have that understanding that you on your own are simply beloved. You're simply his child. But that when your well flows from Jesus, that is that eternal well that can give you energy and strength and hope and joy that you cannot conjure on your own. I have been at the place of burnout. I have been at the place of hopelessness, of circumstances that genuinely I had no way out of on my own. And God has come through and I have seen over and over and over and over and over and over and over again that God will never fail. He shows up. He's walking with you. And so the real purpose of today's episode is that you may be listening to this and you might be in that place of despair. You might be in that place where you see the tiniest glimmer of hope over the hill. You might be in that place where you feel like life's actually pretty good. And I just want to say with full confidence and assurance in my God and my heavenly father, that he's not done yet. And that this is not where you'll stay. Will you partner with God on this journey? Because when you partner with him, he brings kingdom multiplication, right? One puts a thousand to flight. Two puts 10,000. Okay. I think it is really cool that God does not work within the human limitations and the bounds of this world. Let's not limit him and say that where we are is where we're always going to be. There is deeper healing and understanding and connection that he can bring. And I am just beginning to witness that greatness. And I just want to sit here and be grateful. And I want to sit here and praise him for what he has done. And it is such a beautiful thing to be able to feel like you have crested that hillside and you now get to stand on the other side and not have every experience be flavored by those past hurts. That's the biggest thing here is that what does it look like to actually enjoy the fruit that God has blessed you with? that you did the hard things, you made the hard choices, but to actually be in a place of rest and say, God, I know you're not finished yet, but I'm seeing some really great things, some really great blessings, and I'm thankful for them. And I think that there is a part of me that has struggled because due to different belief systems, and I'm tackling those, you know, I've always felt like I'm never enough. Like I need to be more productive. I need to be doing more healing. I need to do more to do this. And I need, to, and it's, it's hard. I unfortunately have had this belief system that I will self-criticize and self-judge myself so that I don't disappoint others. That has been a huge realization for myself. And to know that I am worthy and I am beloved before God, my father. And to have the Holy Spirit meet you in that place of intimacy that says, you are enough, you are loved, you are my child. We can cry, Abba, Father, right? He's faithful to hear us. It's such a beautiful promise to hold close, to hold close and let grow and foster in your heart. 
in the last episode, episode nine, I challenged you to ask God, what is it that he knows about you that you don't know about yourself that he wants to show you? And I think that that applies to every area of our lives, that there is deeper and there is greater. But there's also something to be said to sit and to rest and to enjoy. One of the first Bible chapters that I memorized as a little girl was Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a beautiful promise. Your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. If there is a guilt associated with enjoying the fruit of your faith, that is a root that we have to address. I shared how my, my word for 2024 is overflow. I think it's so cool how it correlates to Psalm 23 because I actually didn't get it from there first, but that is a good reminder for myself. Jesus makes you lie down in green pastures and leads you beside quiet waters. So he is calling you into a place of rest and enjoyment because water refreshes, right? It rejuvenates, it hydrates. And so I have been learning what does it look like to rest in the fruit of faith to say, this isn't because of me. This is because I partnered with God and he did what I couldn't do. I had to push through, but God's grace covered where my strength failed. God enabled me to walk through circumstances with victory that I couldn't have done on my own. Now I had to partner with him. I still had to do the work. It wasn't just me sitting and saying, I'm not going to do anything. And God, you're just going to do everything. It was me being willing to move when he wanted me to move, to rest when he wanted me to rest, and to just hope and to have that faith. And I'm really seeing that God just wants to restore hope. He wants to restore hope to you, to me, to our city, to our province, to our nation, and to the world. I think that there has been an attack on hope as of late. These last few years, there has been a despair and a hopelessness and a loneliness And it is an epidemic and it needs to stop. And I really believe that God is going to give us greater hope and we have to open our hearts to it and we have to surrender. And when you flip the culture, when you begin to inject hope, man, you win the war. So I think that gives me a lot of excitement. And so I would just encourage you to ask God to show you the areas in your life where you are eating the fruit or you have the fruit in front of you to enjoy from the seasons of where you walked by faith and not by sight, where you put in the hard work to trust God, to surrender. There's no guilt and there should be no guilt. There is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus, as it says in Romans 8. And that's a reminder for you. And it is a reminder for myself because sometimes I am a pusher-thrower. 
a little bit of a funny expression, but I just sometimes have this belief system that I need to push, 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 go through. I can't stop, right? I have to always be productive and we are dealing with that. And sometimes you need to just be quiet, right? Be still, my soul. To rest. What does that look like? What does that place of intimacy mean for you personally? Again, I shared in episode nine how for me, it has been entering into a place of deeper intimacy in worship with God the Father. Whether that has been at events where everyone is praising or whether that means I go into my living room and I turn on a worship song and I just sing. And it is so cool that God can come to you, whether you are in a crowd of a thousand people or whether you are at home alone, maybe with your dog watching you as she sits and you're praising. And so I challenge you to ask God, what does deeper intimacy with him look like in this season for you? And I challenge you to also be intentional to look around at your life and see what areas of fruit you have before you. I prayed for years for a strong, godly man who would honor my family, who would love and protect and serve me as his wife with Christ's love, who was humble, willing to admit where he was wrong. And I'm now walking through this season of intense healing with a godly man by my side who shows me patience and an unconditional love. And that is a blessing and that is a fruit. And I need to be aware of it. You know, there were times growing up where I just wanted nothing more than a really, really good relationship with my family, where I felt like my parents and I could be, you know, open with each other and, you know, spiritually mature and share things and exhort one another. And I'm living in that fruit. We're not perfect but we've been actively working on it. And now I get to call my mom up and say, hey mom, I had this dream. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. And then just to share and exhort one another. We're living in the fruit of what we prayed for, what we obeyed through. And I think we need to be intentional to notice that. And then to know that God doesn't stop there. This is only the beginning. So Father God, we come before your throne of grace and we thank you that you are calling our hearts into greater intimacy, that we love because you first loved us. So Lord, let us open our hearts in surrender of that love. Let us cast our cares on you and allow you to sustain us. And God, in those areas in our lives where we have seen fruit and maybe we haven't been aware of it or we haven't been intentional. God, let us just exercise gratitude because I also believe, God, this is just the start of the harvest. With your kingdom multiplication, God, you are bringing redemption after redemption and restoration in places that we thought were dead. So God, we just surrender this fully to you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are stirring our hearts and our minds. Lord, as we continue to transform, renew our minds through reading your word, God, just give us divine wisdom, divine enlightenment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your great love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening to your double dose of Dabria. I'm Dabria Karapita Parker, your host. God bless. I pray you have an amazing week. Until next time, everyone. Bye. 
You're listening to Your Double Dose of Dabria, a podcast with a mission. It is ministry-centered and people-focused. It exists because of support from you. This support looks like financial gifts and spiritual support through prayer. By partnering with this podcast's mission, you are helping to reach people with love, to continue to tackle the tough topics, to encourage, uplift, and challenge others in their faith, and to unite the community. If God is moving in your heart to partner by becoming a financial donor or a prayer partner, please reach out yourdoubledose at gmail.com.